there's a very high potentiality that it's going to become exactly what you're describing. It's not totally aimlessly. And, and with Strange Mark is, I've always had this kind of sense, part of it being fantasy, part of it being remembrance, I don't know, because it wasn't like, but, but of me being like a wanderer, but it never made sense to me. I'm like, well, how would that make sense? Like, like what, one day I just start wandering and, and it, I, I couldn't picture a story in my mind, but I had a sense that that was a storyline. And I'm watching this unfold and the experiences of the past six months, people who reach out, people who come down here in Baltimore, people who sent me emails opening up their home, this home being opened up to me. I'm like, I really need to just put, if I put, if I take one step out there, there will be, there will be a, a, just like <laughs> the third Raiders of the Lost Ark or Indiana Jones film where he steps out it to get the Holy Grail, if you will, and then the, the bridge the invisible bridge supports his foot. So the idea of me going out and sh and and sharing the stories of the people whose homes I will be seeing in all of these different sort of varieties and demonstrating to everyone who's part of this community that that's listening to this, you know, whether directly or indirectly part of the community, like this is what it looks like when it begins to change and unfold. Mystic Mike, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Another evening, your handbook for the apocalypse. Another Sp evening, your handbook for the apocalypse. I'm really excited for this. So let me Spur get Spur of the moment. It, it kind of is, but at the same time, and I'm going to be moving around, so holler if it's like my sound gets poor for a moment, I'll, I'll be able to readjust. It was kind of spontaneous. I forgot about it. Uh, that we were talking this week has been filling up really strangely. And then you made a post or a comment on something I posted on the internet, which is really the thing I posted was really kind of strange and bizarre. And then I was like, this is the perfect opportunity or the, per the perfect platform in which to discuss it. Undoubtedly. That's why I commented with the title of like, our well, podcast. <laughs> So this is where it gets even funnier. in license plate uh, form, <laughs> right? Right, exactly, exactly. Like you know, we'll, we'll we'll clue everyone in in a moment of what we're talking about. But I want to let you know that, that 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 that's just like the the tip of the iceberg. Like when you hear the whole story, you're going to be like, "What?" And unfortunately, <laughs> like I try to send you all of the receipts, all of the pictures, but my internet is it. They have it down to they're giving me 128 kilobits per second. Yikes. Like, are you even familiar with that as a designation for internet speed? 
It just sounds bad. <laughs> so that was like, I could remember that being slow in the nineties and somehow they have it set up. Like you get uh, all of my internet, which is done in the house is done through what, what is it? Like a mobile hotspot. Okay. And so I, so I have their unlimited mo the unlimited mobile hotspot plan for my local, for my, my wireless provider. But unlimited doesn't mean unlimited. It means anything but unlimited. It means you have 40 gigabytes. Right. And as soon as you, as soon as you pass 40 gigabytes worth of traffic, well then they throttle you down to 128 kilobits per second. So that being said, I've been trying to send you this email for over 30 minutes. Like, and it's just like, it's just chugging around. So I try to do it through my phone. I try to send you a better one through my laptop. So hopefully we'll be able to go and, and be able to talk that through. Yeah. That's funny. You're having similar issues. I was using the mobile hotspot all week. Like, oh, it's unlimited. This is great. I only have to pay $10 a month as opposed to paying whatever it is to get the internet hooked up in my place. And then I'm in the middle of a podcast and I look at my phone and they say, you've used 90% of your 25 gigabyte limit of mobile hotspot for this month, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, they gave me a limit? It says unlimited. What does that even mean? It's meaningless. So I got the internet hardwired this morning into my place. So now I'm using an ethernet cable. Somehow still had a lag, but I'm going to go ahead and take a wild guess and Assume it was the guest that I had on my show who was using their phone on Wi-Fi to connect with me. Gotcha. <laughs> but so far, so good. So far, so good. Not looking forward to that bill, though. So yeah. maybe maybe we'll get the email by the time the the podcast is is coming to an end here. But we could wait for it. I don't know. What are your are you waiting no, we'll for me to read going. it? At some, at, at some point, have you received anything? I sent two emails to you. I wonder if either one of them have made it. To my podcast email, MFT. To Mark, to the Mark at. Oh yeah, I got both of them. You got both of them. Fantastic. Okay, so let let's begin. So, so this is this is going to be. We're going to bump up again. So we've been talking. We talked the last couple episodes dealing with like synchronicity and what do you do with synchronicity and how serious do you take it in the James Shelby Downard sort of that sort of what do I call it like the that that vortex which it pulls you through and it kind of makes you crazy right or it has that potentiality oh my god what <laughs> you, you can't believe it can you well, I can't believe it. Are you starting to see the whole thing, which we're seeing? I, no, I can't believe the synchronicity as it pertains to me. You can't possibly know. You couldn't oh, so have possibly known how this connects to me. Uh, all right. Well, then, so so, then I'll walk through my part, and then you, you connect it to yours, okay? Can I? Well, yes, you first. You first. I don't yeah, want to let me, let me go let me out set of order. The stage, let me set the stage, and then you come in. So the first thing which you saw was a picture and it was taken from my from my car from from inside my car through my windshield of the car in front of me and it was taken on Saturday today being what day is today Tuesday what so Monday before, today's Monday all right all day <laughs> that was that was two days ago we took that we took that Saturday we took that Saturday picture or I took that Saturday picture and it says MW57 that was the license Plate. That was it. It was, a, it was what do you call it? A, a personalized, a personalized license plate. 
And so, like, obviously, like, MW57, I've, I've talked about that a bunch in, in, in the past. And so that's kind of an interesting sort of uh, connection to see that. Like, to be quite honest, like, I'm, I'm really not that big of a numbers guy. Like, you know, I know a lot of people contact me all the time and they tell me about all the numbers they see and how important it is and how often they see numbers. And I don't think that's a fair description of how I go about how I meet reality. Numbers are just like maybe a secondary or tertiary language, which, which I'll speak to. But anyway, 57, if there's going to be a number, that's going to be it. So I go and I see that. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And that was Saturday. And when I was, I was actually in the car because I was driving up to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I was going to listen to my son. And I drove. I got. I saw them. We went. We got lunch. I saw one of them play soccer. And then when we were driving back, I was pulled over. Pulled over with them in the car. I was pulled over because I had an expired inspection on my car. My car is, I think, nine months out of inspection. And I've gotten pulled over the last two times I've been in Lancaster for an inspired inspection. Yet I've gone nine months living in Lancaster. I never got pulled over. But anyway, so that happened huh. twice. And today, I happened to I happened to to notice a story. I don't really look at at the news too much, but I was looking at I was looking at the Daily Mail. Are you familiar with the Daily Mail? Yeah. And it I think the Daily Mail, as far as like a news aggregator, it's about as good as it gets because it's this really interesting mix between pop culture and stories of interest and like the big news stories and strange stories. Like it's a really, really interesting mixture of those of those topics. And on the headline, all I did was I looked at the headline. The headline story was about this guy in America who was violently arrested for putting these anti Biden stickers on gas pumps. You know, basically saying Biden is responsible for these higher prices. And it shows like the arrest. And the article was kind of like talking about like, can you believe this in America? The person's getting arrested just for like putting a sticker that's joking about the president. Like that was kind of the nature of the article. But I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, I know that picture. And that picture was literally, and the story came out today. So, um, so two days after when I got that, that ticket in the car where I saw the MW57 the same day, it was uh, a block away from where I got that ticket. Like here it is with the Daily Mail, this UK international top 50 website, and it's got a picture at the same place. So that's kind of where I want to begin the story. How does that tie into yours? Well, just two days ago, I was at a gas station, and I saw that exact sticker on the pump where I was pumping gas, and someone had ripped the arm off of the sticker and put it over Biden's face. So I went ahead and I corrected that and put his arm back on. Because, you know, the president deserves to not have his arm cut off at the very least. But yeah. That, <laughs> really so a minor. Were, so it was, the, it was the same. It was the same image, right? Exact same, same sticker. sticker, exact same sticker. And, and the way that the arm is kind of like uh, the only part of the sticker that's not on the main shape. Somebody had just gone and torn it off and used it to cover over Biden's face. And yeah, I just put the sticker back together. But I, I just—it's—it's so, it's, yeah—it's—it's it's definitely prolific. The sticker must be everywhere. I'm sure it's not just this guy. 
so yeah, it was, I mean, it was, the, from a news story perspective, it was, you know, a reflection of kind of like the, a, a movement which is happening in the United States. But the thing which is interesting, if you go and you look at that 57, um, and, and did you see the email? Did you see all the images which I showed you? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. So do you see on the citation where it says where the citation takes place? Yes. So that says the, the intersection of Jackson and Columbia, correct? Wow. Yes. <laughs> and then go look at, and then the address of the place is given in the, in the Daily Mail article. It's 1503 Columbia Avenue, correct? Indeed. And so then I included a picture of the map where it shows that they're one block away from one another the intersection of Jackson and, and Columbia Avenue and 1503 Columbia Avenue. Right. And this happened one day apart, and it has to do with the police. And I sent you a picture of the car in front of me as I drove up there that day. It was MW57. And if you look closely on the, on the emblems that are around that license plate, there is uh, the, the Eastern Star, and then if you're familiar with the iconography, which was found all about, all about, all around at the Boston Marathon experience from a few years back, there was a certain logo on the hat, which all of these guys seem to have here in the background of it. Yeah, that logo's in the car as well. <laughs> so the question is, The question is? The question is, well, what do you make of that? And when I say you, I mean, so, the, so let, me, let me add more to the story. So there, that level of synchronicity has been, has been expressed. But there are two other crosshairs which are happening at the same time. And that one kind of has like a little bit of a, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's like, you know, it has to do with like totalitarian state and stuff like that, like this. There are a lot of like textures around that story, which 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 aren't exactly warm and fuzzy, right? Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. So here's some of the other stories. It's very close, and and I haven't actually it ha I haven't actually experienced it yet, but it looks very likely that I'm about to get a new car from me. And I think I may have talked to you a little bit about this. Right. Have I told you this? Yeah. And so it looks like tomorrow I'm probably going to pick it up. Tomorrow it's going to be ready. And once that car is in my possession, that's going to be opening up a lot of things for me. And so I described this car to you before, and I described it to you in such a way that I had painted this exact model of this car in my mind for years, and then th and this car is being transacted through a trade with some of my artwork, three pieces of artwork. Okay. Okay. That's a great deal. So just even think of, but but just the synchronistic element of it. Okay. This 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 this, this particular car had only existed in my mind. Like only I knew about this. Like I, I, I didn't like, like 
like make a big deal. I just like whatever I would think about, like, okay, what would I need in order to do this, what I want to do? And I would just kind of sit in, in that sort of space. Like, this is what I created. This is exactly it. And here it comes. And it's coming like, you know, with the same, deg- the same degree of, of, of synchronicity in which that 57 and so forth. And then lastly, lastly is this correlation between the viewpoint of Gwen's Falls, which I look down upon, sitting on these decks. Like, it's a very, very distinct vantage point. It's very high up in the proportions or such a way. And it is almost identical to a collage piece, which I made 10 years earlier, which is now hanging overlooking the exact viewpoint. And that collage piece on the other side of the river in the collage piece is a spirit. Like literally, you look at it. It's like I cut out a spirit. I made a spirit, and the the the, pe- the the nature of that piece had to do with this collect this 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 reunion between this one body and the spirit, and they're separated by this water. But it's exactly this location. Like if you look at it, it's strikingly similar. And this is this is where my mother and my grandmother grew up. Like it's a very very high probability that my mother was probably a young girl playing in these very woods. My grandmother was probably a young woman that took my, my mother in these woods because their house, this is a great park. It's a great asset. And it's their house in the city was less than a mile away. Right. <laughs> wow. So those are three different storylines which are coming together. I'd love to see and maybe even use that picture for the artwork for this episode so everybody could check it out. Yeah. Wow. And it's it's like you, when you were creating that art, you were, you know, being sort of mused along by your future self or higher self or, I mean, makes you wonder if things are predestined or not. It's Certainly, it certainly looks like that. Looks like there's something. <laughs> right. There's something. There's some, And so what, you, you ask yourself, like, how, how deep does this go? Like, where do you want to go with this? Because there's a lot of ways which you can go and look at this. Let's go. Well, I mean, like one would be a very, would be a very paranoid, conspiratorial, gang-stalking sort of perspective. Right? Right. You know, there's police, there's like symbology, there's like those numbers. How did that car get right in front of me? Like, uh, and was that a stoplight? And I had plenty of time to take that picture and all that sort of stuff. And then the way I was pulled over for an inspired inspection, like, there's something weird about that. Like, that's not, that's not how it works. Like, I was pulled over for some reason. And I saw the cop. It just pulled, it drove, I was at a stoplight, and I was turning right onto Columbia Avenue. And it pulled over across the street and just, and just waited for me to go. And then as soon as I went, it, like, cut across all the traffic and, like, pulled me over. Like, that really happened. Like that's an and that's happened twice in a week. I've been up in I've been up in in Lancaster twice in the week, and on the same road about a mile apart, like the same sort of thing happened. Like 
you know, that happened. But then what about this car? Like, you know, I had these ideas for a car. Like, did I, were those ideas, were they, were they planted in my memory? Am I remembering something? What about that artwork which I made? I mean, it's really spectacular, the, the collage piece. It's one of my favorite pieces. And it ties in so perfectly with, like, my mother and my grandmother in this setting. Like, you know, how, how deep does that go? You know, it's, it's the, the based, particularly based upon everything we have been through over these past six months or so, you know, all I'm doing is, is bringing awareness and moving forward with what makes sense to me. <laughs> what else can you do? Because so much is making sense right now. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like uh, they were going after you. Is it simply like, because you said you'd have had that thing going on with your car for nine months and it's only in this time period that they, you think there's a certain aspect of it where like after the first time you'd gotten pulled over, you're almost like thinking about it, calling it in, you know? I've I've gotten that feeling after getting pulled over before. It could it could be any of those things, Mark. It could be any of those things. I don't know. I mean, I could come up with like a hundred very very like logical stories, and I'm choosing not to engage with it. It's like you know, all I know is it happened, and and I'm aware of of like a bunch of reasons of why it could have happened. Right. And I just don't know. I just don't know. Now, where does this connect to what we were discussing the other day about, you know, your, you know, what I called spiritual couch surfing? Which is more so having this spiritual experience moving through life, Mm -hmm. staying in people's houses. Right. That's kind of what the, what the, what the, the car opens up is. And I've really been kind of tightening my game with, with being able to record the material and figuring out ways. I mean, albeit I'm having an email problem right now, but I'm beginning to see what the more long-term solutions are. Like I'm thinking like, I want to go and kind of take, take the show on the road. Right. And do just like what we were saying, like, this is kind of, this is, I mean, you could go and interpret it. You can interpret those events either way. I mean, the bottom line is I drove around with not for nine months with like a glaring sticker. Like, I mean, the, the stickers for a car inspection is any cop that looks over, it's a different year. Like, you know, it should, it, it's evident when, when they're out of, when they're expired for anyone who's looking. And I went for nine months and never cared about it. And I never got, I never got harassed. So this is like, I mean, this, this really isn't, shouldn't be a surprise one way or the other. And it's reminder of like, you know, I, I'm ready to kind of go out and spread wings in a way which I hadn't before. Hmm. And there seems to be the third arm of this, like the whole the picture and what that ties into feels very, very personal within, you know, within the storyline of being Mike. And it feels like there's a real homecoming or completion. That's what that, that's what that, I always knew 
what that collage piece was about. I was crystal clear as what it was about. I never had the context though of what it was. It was always about the reunion of like of kind of like opposites and it was body and spirit and there are two helpers that are moving trees. And I remember when I made it, like they're they're removing fake trees, they're removing parasites that look like trees, but they're fake trees because the ones they're moving and removing did not have any foliage. I did not put any foliage on them. And so they were like kind of, they were fake camouflage trees that didn't belong there. And by the, the removal of them, the, the body and the spirit were able to have like line of sight and they're both waving to one another. I just had no idea like why I was making it. I just knew like that's what I was making. Now, what year was this made? That was, what's ironic is that is the only piece I have that doesn't have a year on it. But I made all of my collage pieces in, in a two-year period. So if I were to guess, it was 2011. It's possible it was 2012, but I think it was 2011. And this was way, 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 way before, to the best of my knowledge, they were putting those fake tree 5G towers up. Mm. Or hmm. because they may have, they, they would have been 5G, definitely. They may have done fake trees back there. I never, but I never even thought about that before. But yeah, you're right. There's kind of, there is an element which is very similar to that. Well, and it's also like, you know, over the course of us doing this podcast, you've expressed your sort of disenchantment. Not that you were ever enchanted, but I mean, I'll let you to say that, whether or not that's true, but your sort of disillusionment with technology, not wanting to use it as often, or, or maybe even a better way to phrase it is just having a more healthy relationship with technology. But if you put it in that context where like these fake trees are being moved out of the way in order for you to see, you know, whatever that is that that spirit represents clearer, whether it's your spirit or or the spirit of the place that is calling you or, you know, it, it, that's kind of my interpretation of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's whatever it is, like it's undeniable what's happening. It was funny. Scott like kind of flipped out when I like in a six cent sort of moment when he realized that the collage piece was it, it, it's, strikingly similar mark like i cannot i cannot i cannot overstate the fact that this collage you know it's collage isn't even the right way to describe what this artwork is but it's more or less glued paper but the proportions and accuracy of the view from this particular house and what that thing looks like it's just it's stunning right and you're like what it, what is that what is actually happening here? Now, I wonder, <laughs> using that logic, is there any other art pieces that you can infer the same sort of meaning now in hindsight or maybe even like guess as to what other paintings might foretell? I mean, I know you're sort of, that's not really your thing, but... I mean, you, I've, I've done that since... I've done that since the since I started making these. I always had I always had the sense of awareness that there's 
the experience I was having, which was just like some regular dude who never made stuff, to all of a sudden made unbelievably beautiful artwork without any sort of lead up to it. It's not like, oh, you've been studying this art, this craft for years and then this is this is where it led to. It's like, no, just one day I started making these things and it wasn't just the technique, like knowing how to do the technique. It was the composition, the actual, the, the pictures themselves, what they illustrate. And I've always known that there was, there was something deep to them. And I always kind of had like a story, which I knew it was about, but I had a deeper knowing that it was a, um, it was a, a knowing that there was something much, much greater, which I was tapping into, but I never wanted to name that. I never wanted to say, this is what that is. But I had a knowing that this was highly unusual and highly significant. And so undoubtedly, the other pieces have stories of probably the same degree of significance within, you know, my life experiences. Right. Right. Yeah, it's almost like, well, like I, I said before, you're like gazing into a window psychically into your future and unconsciously or subconsciously it's uh, being laid by your hands, you know, because like you put your, your work is and I've seen it with my own eyes. It's really awesome. And I, I couldn't tell that that was how you made them by looking at them at first. I don't remember what I, my mind drew to, to explain what I was looking at, but I remember asking you how you made it and you explained it and it's incredible. I, I don't think the word collage is, is really a word that does it justice just because typically people remember making collages with magazine clippings and stuff when they were in, in school, but really what you're doing, it's, you know, it's, and, and they're all made for magazines, the magazine clipping. Oh, wow. And you can't even tell, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. I would, uh, wow. I would, I would, I don't know if you remember, but I would most resonate or I guess the most I can connect with that is through the way I used to decorate my bedroom when I lived at my uh, childhood home, my walls became this collage, you know, cause I'd never want to tear anything down. I'd rather just keep adding and find a little corner that the paint was showing through and cover that up. And eventually there was no, you know, <laughs> available wall space. So I would just cover over the bigger posters with smaller images and on and on and on until uh, a couple months ago when I finally cleaned my room out and just peeled the layers off of the walls. And now I have them sort of uh, piled up in my closet in a box. And my goal while I'm living here, I don't know when I'll get to this, but I want to cut the cut the pieces out and re-collage them in an even more abstract mm. way. Because they're all sort of big at this point, and I wouldn't want to just go and try to recreate what I already did. But if I could take like the best parts or what means the most to me, cut them up and then put them in one framed piece, I think that would be a good way to 
Cause I was kind of sad, you know, when I left my room and then I had to tear it all down. You know, I remember taking like this big 360 degree picture so I could always remember what it looked like, but yeah, it's not the same as, you know, walking into a place. I mean, I sent you the picture of what my place looks like now and I kind of have that going on in one corner of the house, but <laughs> I don't, I don't like, I'm not the type of person who likes a blank bare wall. Mm-mm. I don't think you are either. You, your house is the, at least where I met you when you were living there was very, you know, you could tell that you'd put a lot of thought into the way everything looked. That is, that is true. I'm very purposeful with my living spaces. I think that says something about, you know, the, the mind of the person that inhabits that place. So it's, it's interesting to, you know, from that perspective, at least what I see now you're going out and for lack of a better word, becoming a wanderer to some degree, maybe not wandering aimlessly, but sort of wandering psychically and, and, uh, it, it feels like it feels like there's a very high potentiality that it's going to become exactly what you're describing. It's not totally aimlessly. And, and what's strange, Mark, is I've always had this kind of sense, part of it being fantasy, part of it being remembrance, I don't know, because it wasn't like, but, but of me being like a wanderer, but it never made sense to me. I'm like, well, how would that make sense? Like, like what, one day I just start wandering and, and it, I, I couldn't picture a story in my mind, but I had a sense that that was a storyline and I'm watching this unfold and the experiences of the past six months, people who reach out, people who come down here in Baltimore, people who sent me emails, opening up their home, this home being opened up to me. I'm like, I really need to just. If I put, if I take one step out there, there will be, there will be a, a, just like <laughs> the third Raiders of the Lost Ark or Indiana Jones film where he steps out it to get the Holy Grail, if you will. And then the, the bridge, the invisible bridge supports his foot. He doesn't fall down. Do you know what I'm talking about? I Sad to say, I haven't seen that movie, but I, oh, so I you painted movie, a good picture. You, I painted a good picture. In fact, that's one of my my collage pieces. Is a guy crossing a bridge, but but that's what what I'm experiencing in the most like literal sense. Like people listen to the show and they're like, "Yeah, Uncle Mike, if you're going to be in St. Louis, come in and stay with me." But what I want to do, and you just you just you you tied you you mentioned it, and this this is seemingly. This is seemingly a big part of this whole sort of thing, which is unfolding. It's not just unfolding with me. I think it's unfolding with all of us is that there is this very, very big element of, of poetic justice in all of this. And like just everything makes sense. And you mentioned about me and the house, which you saw me living in, in Millersville. And you're like, it's very evident that I'm the sort of person that sweats all of the sort of details in terms of making his living space. And you're absolutely right about that. And one of my favorite things in the entire world, this is what 
I, <laughs> I love it when people let me look at their charts and I love it when people let me into their homes uh, <laughs> because they, they're, they're showing, they're showing who they really are. Right. And most people just don't even pay attention to that. I take that with a great degree of honor. I'm like, wow, you're showing me. And I love to look at how people are. And I love to tell, reflect that story back. That's why I think people like to have starboard sessions and, and, and like having me as a guest is because I reflect back very, very clearly what they have created. And so the idea of me going out and, sh- and, and sharing the stories of the people whose homes I will be seeing in all of these different sort of varieties and demonstrating to everyone who's part of this community that that's listening to this, you know, whether directly or indirectly part of the community, like this is what it looks like when it begins to change and unfold. Right. I was talking to some friends of mine the other day, real high minded people were like talking about like, you know, this is, this is kind of what it looks like the transition. It's not so much like, you know, you blink your eye and then everything is gone. It's like, there's a change. It like, it happens slowly, but if you're paying attention, you can see it happening. What would they look like? And they were talking about stewardship of, of land. I talked about stewardship of land and basically the idea of someone accepting the responsibility of stewardship of a certain sort of, of land, of property, but with maybe housing on there, something like that, so people could go and stay. And we were talking about the responsibility and the honor that comes with, like, this is what I'm responsible for. And one of the kind of, like, the backdrop pieces in this conversation was, like, and it's going to work out in such a way, like, it just funds itself. And I paused for a moment. I'm like, well, if we're playing like the game of make believe of how it's unfolding, like why is money even in the equation? Like if you truly are a steward, you do it because it's your calling. You do this, whether you're getting paid for it or not. And there's an understanding of bringing value and appreciation for anyone who goes and uses those sort of spaces. That's what I want to capture the movement towards that. And it feels like that's unfolding. That's like really happening. And all of the experiences, all of the experiences just kind of like lead into that. Well, I'm excited to, to see where you go. You know, I, I know you mentioned a couple places that seem like they're on your list already, but I mean, I don't want to, kind of anticipate what the answer is going to be but maybe you're not sure yet but what about the 40th parallel i mean not not the show but is that going to be because there are many places along the 40th parallel i'm sure i've never even thought about that but that would make perfect sense (laughs) because you know and maybe even seeing how far along you can get from you know one from one end of the 40th to the other just with that, you know, strategy in mind, I mean, you know, Indianapolis is on the 40th parallel. I've spent some time there. Very nice place. I know a couple people who listen to the show that live out there and Ohio too. Where else? California, Pennsylvania. I'd love to hear what that place is like. That's on the 40th parallel. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the, you know, that aside, it's going to be exciting to, to see how the synchronicities connect with this show. And, you know, I'll let you plug, you know, your, your, I don't know, contact if you'd like, because I'm sure there are people listening who would be like, yeah, Mike, come stay at my place, you know? So a couple of things. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to see how it unfolds. The more I put out, the more people see something, this is, this is how it works. You can't, it's effortless action, Mark. The hardest part is priming the pump, you getting the, the flow to go. But the more I put out, the more it resonates with people. And then it'll be like, it will, it will naturally, it will naturally, you know, going back to the, uh, the same language, which I just made reference to a moment ago, it will fund itself. Like the backfilling will happen. That's part of what I have learned so so clearly about this time in Baltimore is like it backfills it being life. Right. You don't have to worry about that stuff. And I think this year is now, you know, is better than the last two years to get out and, and travel. I mean... There's more more things are available than they have been for at least this short past few years. I remember traveling in 2020 was great. Nobody was on the road, but you couldn't you couldn't stop anywhere. You couldn't go anywhere unless you wanted to obey, obey, obey. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it seems like they've lightened up on that now. They're now they're worried about it's, it's you my, know. It's, it's my personal opinion. All of that is like the worst is happening. All that's happening now is it's just like this. There, there's like the, the things are kind of the, the facades, the, the pageantry around the, the Potemkin villages of the past two years, the fakeness of the stories, they're starting to fall away. And what's becoming evident is, what's got teeth and what doesn't have teeth. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the whole point of like that daily mail article is like showing this guy getting arrested and like his head bashed in by, 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 by Lancaster, Pennsylvania stormtrooper cops because he put a sticker somewhere. Like, I mean, it's, it's like that there's an element of, there's an element of clown world to that. Right. Right. Like, whether that actually happened or not, it's like clown world and you don't, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, we're beginning to see what, what has teeth, what doesn't, and you, we're, we're working with what we have. And there's a new appreciation, I think. There's definitely appreciation. There's an appreciation of, like, we've come through the other side. We're looking at what we've got. Certain stuff's not going away. We just, you either learn to live with it or you transcend it. And I'm learning and I'm beginning to experience and see firsthand more and more is that the more you look away, the less, the less you literally pay attention to that, the less that influences your life. Right. Like it disappears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. Trying to work that out here and now, getting the the flow 
going in a different way where I'm at. But yeah, I finally got the sort of energy of the place. It's the way I wanted it. We got some plants yesterday. Tara seems to enjoy those and the light and she's all flocked away in her room right now reading well our room but this really feels like my room since all my computer stuff and books are over here but yeah gotta get gotta get into the flow of you know all the things that it takes to keep up an apartment and all that it's a lot more than i i understood but you know i'm here now so (laughs) well good for you mark Good for you. The fact that you're seeing that the things that you did not anticipate you're going to see is clear indication that you're in uh, new territory. New territory is where we always grow. Right. Yeah. Indeed. As I'm as I'm descri- as I'm in the same place. I'm in new territory. Well, anything else that we can connect to? The grand scheme of of what's happened in the past few weeks, I feel like I didn't really have much to add this episode. I mean, outside of moving into this place, nothing really has transpired worth talking about, really. I I, I think that now's an opportunity. I I had a conversation with, with someone out in California earlier this week, probably my age, and he's finding himself in a very difficult predicament. He's the only person in his life. He's got two, he's got two families, right? He's got like an original family. Now he's got a second family and he's the only one who sees the world the way he does. Like everyone else is kind of going along with a certain story and he loves his family. And he's like, they think he's nuts. He thinks they're nuts. And he's like, at some point, this is going to have to change. I don't think he's the only one who's in a situation like that. And it's well, the question, the real question I have is, does anyone have a choice? Uh, I didn't so much, I feel like, have a choice in what happened with me. The events of life forced me to where I am right now. Maybe, maybe I'm not taking on full responsibility for what I did, but, but I think it's no different than where this guy is. And are we going to start seeing a lot more of these big shifts and changes? And, and when, when it's beginning to happen more often and people can see it as a thing, as a trend, um, more and more people are going to be willing to come off the fence because there are a lot of people who are sitting on the fence. That's what I'm seeing. I hope so. I I see it more and more myself too. I think the Biden stickers may be a a sign of that in a in a small way, but yeah. I definitely I definitely see more and more people sort of warming up to what I used to feel like could really, you know, rub people the wrong way. I mean, give people an idea that you're some kind of like reject from society or something now people are starting to see like oh yeah there there are a lot of uh a lot of things that i've just kind of not questioned and and people are starting to question them i mean i I was surprised to see the reception for the michael hoffman episode all good everybody loved it 
not surprised in the sense that I didn't think it was going to come out good, but I just I didn't realize how well known he was and also how many people w- would resonate with it. A lot of people really loved it. I am not surprised. I'm not surprised. And, and I think there's, that's what, what, what I'm going to be focused on and looking at in the weeks to come. You know, the, the, the spring energy is going to be, is going to be intense because everything's been so intense and spring is a release and people, you know, you naturally feel good in spring. It's just part of, being a human being and, and the things that happen when your environment comes to life like this. And another thing which has been said quite frequently around this house is, is when the portals open up, you got to jump through them. You know, sometimes you're going to jump through them and you're not going to have a safety belt. You don't even realize like, you know, I got to jump through them, but you just got to jump. Right. And that sounds like really nice, really nice, Chinese to what do you what do you, what do you call the fortune cookie the fortune cookie wisdom <laughs> they would call that like you know you know when the portal opens up you jump through like what I mean by that is like it's going to come fast and it's going to be an opportunity for you to do something and it's going to make you feel uncomfortable that's how you know it's a portal <laughs> because you're like I kind of want to do this but I'm also like I don't know if I'm really willing to do this am I really willing to Am I willing to be the version of myself in order to do that? Am I willing to disassociate myself with the things that were stopping me from doing this? Like the, it's one and the same. And those are the portals and these are the opportunities in which people move off the system. Because the system is going to keep going round and round and round and do this groundhog's day like, you know, in six weeks. Like, like, like what could come... <sighs> Will Smith got up like everybody loves Will Smith and everyone loves Chris Rock and then he smacks him and like you know that's literally that that's like a couple people like that's Saturday Night Live writers at three in the morning high on cocaine tired like coming up with skit ideas (laughs) like that's what that is and that's not going to go away there's going to be something else in six weeks there'll be something else and the portal's going to open up and you're going to be like do I jump or do I not? And the more, the more you see people jumping and the more you see them jumping and it's okay. And it's more than okay. You're going to see more and more, you're going to see more and more of that occurring. And I'm, I'm here to go and and capture that. I'm all for it. So where could people go to keep up with that? I know you just put out a recent, presentation so, but i know you're, you're you're planning on sort of coming up with I'm a thinking, new style so to speak so i'm thinking about a whole bunch of different things and a lot of it i've changed my mediums many many times if, if i were to follow my path and it used to make people crazy because like oh i love that collage work and one day i was like i'm not gonna do that anymore it's like it's so good you gotta keep doing it. i'm like i don't know i just don't feel like doing that i'm gonna make walking sticks like walking sticks are kind of okay, but what? Like that sort of thing. And like you know, at one point I was like, "Susquehanna so mystery, Susquehanna so mystery." And then I started talking about this other stuff. Like, what you talk about Susquehanna? So, so like, I change. I like to change. So, but it's never on purpose. It just happens naturally, and I, I'm comfortable, and I trust the caliber of of 
of of the output when I surrender to the process. Um, SusquehannaAlchemy.com. Somehow I figured it out, Mark. I'm kind of pleased with what I got. Like you and I figured that out together, but like you type that in and that'll get you anywhere you want from me. And I'm just kind of like setting it up. So I'm, I'm going to be funded. I'm going to be funded so that I can have the basics of necessity covered. And I just kind of go on the road and I, I, I backfill it. I tell these stories and whatever happens, happens. I've got, I've got expectations to writing more rights books. Like I want to write, uh, I did write to the 40th parallel. There are two people who are going to come who've been walking these parks for, for over 10 years, MJ and Dion. And MJ is all I can say. Uh, it is not common for me to stop and say, I, I want to listen to what this person says. Like, you know, where I'm really like the, the, the way this person carries themselves, I take notice and, and I want to learn. And so MJ, I would say has that moniker. And he's going to go and show me his favorite haunts, if you will, in Leakin Park here. So I'm going to write, the, based upon what I'm inspired from him, I'm going to write the, the rights of Leakin Park. And I plan on doing that in other places. But, but I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do that by putting more of the material on Subscribestar. I think I'm going to do more of the personal stuff like that. And, you know, stuff you and I, you and I have been talking about, like, what's my model going to look like for over a year now? I've never had a reason to have a model. And now I do, you know, I got the car, I've got the purpose. I got like the, and I'm going to be Luddite 2.0, Neo Luddite 2.0 is, is what I'm calling it. And then here's the last thing I'm going to say before I stop. So like really SusquehannaAlchemy.com will get you to the link tree page, which will have everything which is of interest. And then the, the last thing I'm going to do is, I realized that it was from the artwork which I had, which we're talking about, which more or less funded that car. You know, it was the the guy who I did this with has an uncanny ability of seeing value. And I know he knows what he sees in in the art which he traded me for it. That's I'm gonna prime the pump with the rest of with the rest of my art. Now there is there is a there is a percentage of my listening audience that has a disposable income where they're going to be able to go and support my work in a larger ticket way, but they're going to be acquiring the art I made ten years ago, whether that be the collage pieces, the tools. I have a few tools which which are going to be alchemized, and then also some of the walking sticks. So I'm gonna. And that, on top of the end of April, we're going to do the the decoding Pittsburgh at, in Pittsburgh with Roz and some of the the Pittsburgh folks out there. So there's so much going on in my life right now, Mark. I appreciate that opportunity to kind of like lay it out there. Well, I appreciate you sharing it, and I look forward to you know sort of cataloging or journaling those experiences with you in this little, you know, in our informal kind of way that we do here, because, you know, in my life and my experience, before I had a outlet like this, you know, a lot of those synchronicities or strange experiences would just, you know, come in and out and go by the wayside. And, you know, I think this podcast is, is bringing out that, side of of my life and and tara's life too because she's a very big part of my life 
And, you know, in our way, we're going to be kind of doing this, you know, Connecticut alchemy this summer and this spring. And that was very much in part inspired by everything you've put together with the Susquehanna alchemy stuff. And I know I've probably said this a hundred times, but, but yeah, it's, it's going to be cool to see how those two storylines intersect this, this spring and summer. That's very exciting. I, I want to see what you create. And I appreciate the feedback of being an inspiration. No problem. Yeah, no, it's, it's well-deserved, but uh, yeah, as far as, susquehanna alchemy goes we have the website squared away so thank you everybody who's listening here on the susquehanna alchemy feed to your handbook for the apocalypse be sure to share this show with a friend and write in some emails you know what i'm just remembering now we did have a message or two that i wanted to to read i think i said something about it in the last episode do you have you have maybe like 10 minutes to do that yeah definitely cool let me just go and check and i also want to apologize because i remember there was that moment last episode where i was like don't worry i'll edit this out and it was like this long pause and i i did not edit it out so Everybody who's listening, thank you for your patience with me. Sometimes I forget. But yeah, we got some really nice messages from people. Shout out to Mike Winner from Alpha Vedic. He's a fan of yours. I So Mike Winner is one of the first guys, if, if I, once I get on the road, he's one of the first people on my places to go. Oh, yeah, that the, the place that they're, what do they call it? Do you, like... They have a name for where they live, but it's like the sovereign right. state of California or something. But yeah, it sounds beautiful wherever they're at. Yeah. Definitely so. So, okay. So, yeah, there was a message from him unrelated, but he did bring that up when I spoke to him last. Let's see. might help if I just type in Susquehanna Alchemy. Okay. So this message comes from someone named RC. The 22nd episode of your handbook for the apocalypse hit on some of my areas of interest, so I thought I would share some potentially relevant avenues of research. I haven't read Return of the Serpents of Wisdom, but I will pick it up. The Gnostic Religion by Hans Jonas does a good job of outlining the serpent connection, and in encyclopedic detail outlines that some Gnostic sects saw the serpent as a savior and others saw it in a more traditional Christian judgment. It is dry and difficult to read, but very interesting. Homo Serpians by Aulus Kephas offers an esoteric buffet of connections to the origins of pan-cultural serpent mythology. I think it might be out of print, but the lucid view is also excellent. I imagine that's written by the same person. I have also come across some things in Philip K. Dick's Exegesis and in Trance that I need to research further. There is some serpent-related connections between Asclepo 
Asclepios, Hermes, Hermes Trismegistus, Orion, Orias, Oriac. And the latter of these two might be a hoax, but etymologically related nonetheless. There is the obvious connection between the rod of Asclepios and its conflation with the caduceus, both of which being prophetic symbols for DNA structure, phylogenic memory may be central to the repetitive appearance of the serpent mythos. Thanks, RCC. So thank you, RCC, for sharing your thoughts. Not really any questions there, but what do you think, Mike? Anything to respond? I I like the RCC, you know, you, you get the, the, the Rosicrucian sort of, I don't know if it's silly <laughs> with that or not. Like that was, that's, that's kind of what jumped out at, in, in my mind, a very thought, thoughtful email and thought, well thought out um, message, which RCC shared with us. Thank you very much, RCC. Right on. And then we have another right message from, uh, Sin7, just dropping a note to say the last few episodes have been asynchromistic and very interesting as always. The episode on Tlaquiel in Mexico City was great. My great-grandfather was from Mexico City, so the video documentary was very personally meaningful since he would have likely been a part of one of the tribes-slash-tributes of Tenochtitlan. I believe this video inspired a sort of profound lucid dream as well. One aspect of this was the correspondence of creating false reality matrices like filling in the Lake of Mexico City with current false reality creations in a beautiful dream. Huh, interesting. This guy's in Delaware, he says, and then he makes a comment about my appearance on lighting the void but yeah oh and then he says one more thing when we mentioned st petersburg florida he said it how it had been formed in a similar manner as tenochtitlan by filling in the ocean and building islands which now occasionally get flooded huh interesting hmm. do you remember that uh, i know that was yeah, some yeah, episodes yeah I, like, back i remember i remember that like i remember that from the He's talking about about the the documentary where it talks about how about the building out of what would become the Aztec Empire, right? Mm-hmm. And he's saying that St. Petersburg was built the same way, right? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if there's any any ancient connections. I know the what's you know Tlaquiel came and said, oh, this symbol is, you know, in, in the Conestoga there, the Petra or the Susquehanna petroglyphs, they, you know, they have a connection all the way down to Mexico. I wonder if Florida also, you know, they would have had to maybe go through it or, or past it. It would certainly make sense, right? Like particularly the, the Western, you, you would think that the entire, um, everything that touches the Gulf of Mexico. So we think about like Florida and Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana and Texas, uh, and then Mexico, like in, and everything, which you, you would think that if you lived in any of those places, you would become familiar with all of the, the different lands. 
at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes sense. I, I'm starting to remember we did go, Tara and I did go to that book barn again this past week and I bought a book about the Mayan Empire. They had some maps as well, so I bought a bunch of maps and now we have some cool maps hanging around the house. But yeah, there was a book there that talks about the Great Russian Conspiracy and it was written in 1930 or something like that, really early, way before World War II. And and yeah, it was it was just there on the shelf for a dollar, so I picked that up too. I haven't looked through it yet, but I just thought that was kind of funny considering what's going on in the world as of, as of the past few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but I would agree. But yeah, no more no more messages, but folks listening, if you got any synchronicities that you want to share, any questions, specifically questions, I'd love to get some more questions. Just email us at mfticpodcast at gmail.com. That's the best Make way. The, let, let me add to that. And, and add softball questions. Like say, hey, what do you guys think about ABCD? Like, you know, whatever that is. Like that, <laughs> that provide entry point into a flow of conversation. Okay, you don't want the questions to be too obscure or difficult, basically. Yeah, you want, well, you want it to be, I mean, unless there's something very specific, but, but what I mean by that is the, the questions could be a really fun sort of thing. I think both you and I like the idea of interacting with the people who listen to this conversation. And so that would be appealing to me. It would be, you know, just any sort of touch. Right. Agreed. So all, all right. the more reason, people, hit me up, mfticpodcast at gmail.com. As for your handbook for the apocalypse, this is episode 26. Thank you, Mike. It's another good one. A little tired, but I appreciate you uh, taking the lead this episode and sharing that with us. But uh, yeah, until next time, brother. Until next time. All right.